Rocky, your pay for the fight is very substantial. What are you going to do with the money? Well, the first thing I got to do is I got to pay the rent, you know. And then, well, I made this list on the way over. I was just thinking of things to do. I'd like to get a couple of hats and a motorcycle and uh, a couple of quarts of perfume for Adrian. She likes to smell good. And uh, some Muppet toys, you know, Ernie and Big Bird and that. And Frog, what's his name, Kermit or something? And, uh... Rocky Two coming up next. Haven't seen it with Tim Sestito and Tommy Tevenay. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. Thank you all so much for listening today. This is a podcast where one of us is watching a movie for the very first time. And today that is Tommy. Yeah. We introduced uh, him to the Rocky saga last <laughs> year and then yeah. just decided, yeah, I'm not even going to try to pick it up uh, i mean i watched creed to be fair after we, we uh covered rocky last year uh but i thought that we might want to save rocky 2 for the pot at some point and uh you know eventually now here we are i mean unfortunately it's for bad reasons because carl weathers unfortunately passed away over yes. the weekend um, yes we uh changed the schedule up uh you know after hearing about carl weathers passing tommy's like have you seen predator yeah, <laughs> and I was like, of, of course, I. It, it was it was it was a worthy shot. You know, you gotta take the shot. It's right a there. shot. It's a shot in the dark. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I went back with to Tommy, and I said, if we cover just the scenes that Carl Weathers is in in Arrested Development, which is arguably <laughs> the funniest joke of the entire show, that is just <laughs> baby, full you, of baby, funny you got soup. <laughs> could we ju- could we just cover that? And you were like. <laughs> I think it's a little, you know, sometimes we do romantic comedies or whatever that don't have a ton of, we call them, don't have a ton of meat on the bones. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, we're kind of stretching a little bit to 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 cover the full movie. And he's like, I, I just think that would be a five minute episode. And I think Carl <laughs> Weathers deserves more than that. And I was like, you're right, Tommy, you're 100% right. So we decided on Rocky 2. I, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think more fittingly would have probably been Rocky 4. But you haven't seen any of the other Rockies, so we'll get to Rocky Four. We're we'll, we're gonna yeah. cover all the Rockies now. We're, we're yeah, we're gonna build them up. I mean, like I'm already locked in. I mean, I loved Creed when I watched Creed last year too. I saw Rocky Balboa before we covered Rocky also. So yeah, but I mean, um, that's like look, that and Rocky Five are like the two that are just like, oh, they happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like the whole Disney there. era Star Wars. It's like yeah, it happened. Yeah, in terms of Carl Weathers, I mean, like, you know, we're uh, I considered uh, Axe and Jackson. I did pitch that. And we're like, that movie's probably going to be shit. We haven't covered a movie that we both just hated, like, beyond In a belief. while. In a while. In a while. It's been, in a, while. It's been a minute. I, I feel the like Matrix sequel probably was the last no, one. No, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I feel like oh, we yeah, we both hated that one. <laughs> did not. I'm sure if we scrolled through, like, all of our episodes, um, we'd probably find a... Uh, <clears throat> We'd probably find a couple that were just like, oh, yeah, that was uh... <laughs> both of us. Were like, why, why did we cover this? <laughs> yeah. Wh- why did we cover this movie? Um, but yeah. So before we get into Rocky two and uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell you what I was prepping for the, the pre-roll. Uh, how did you like a, a little Muppet reference there? 
Yeah, great right there. Um, you know, Sylvester Stallone was on the Muppets, uh, on the Muppets yeah, show on that back year, in, in 1979, like yeah. the year this film came out. So I was like, <laughs> looking at because I knew he was on the Muppet show, but I didn't know what year it was. Yeah, um, it was and, a great episode when that first came on Disney Plus. I decided to watch like all the celebrities I still knew who they were. Um, on the Muppet show, and I was like, Sylvester Stallone, fuck yeah, I'll put that on. <laughs> and it was a great episode. <laughs> yeah, that is the weird thing about going back to like the Muppet show, and then you're pulling up like you're like, oh. Oh, I, I know um, Steve Martin, Mark Hamill, yeah. Brooke Shields. Yeah. Is that old? My God. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Oh, oh, these are all just like a bunch of like British stage actors from the 70s. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely know them. Definitely yeah. that's studied in theater. Um, but before we get into uh, Rocky Two. Any movie you saw recently, Tommy, that you'd like to discuss? All right. So uh, I discovered, I uh, rewatched rather um, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Uh, I rewatched Jurassic Park about a couple weeks ago. Great movie. Um, we've talked about it before on an episode. Uh, but uh, this is the first time I rewatched The Lost World in probably about 25 years. And I was thinking back, this is a movie that was probably a top 10 VHS for me as a kid. And rewatching this for the first time in 25 years explains why i'm such a big fucking horror movie uh movie fan because the lost world it pretty much just takes jurassic park and just goes a little bit darker with it uh to some scenes where like you know there's a whole scene of like velociraptors hunting down a group of mercenaries in the fucking woods and they all get just murked by the velociraptors over and over again it feels like a crazy dark horror movie i mean the ending of like san francisco of them just like uh the t-rex just going rampaging eating up people and stuff like that no wonder I'm a horror freak today. <laughs> and overall, it was a fun rewatch. I'm glad I rewatched it because I, I think Jurassic Park obviously is an untouchable fucking classic. And it's hard to follow that movie. Maybe they shouldn't have followed that movie, but I thought that they, The Lost they World. They definitely yeah. shouldn't Because <laughs> like, Jurassic Park 2 is the best of the other ones that have come out. Um, yeah. And even then, it's it's a, okay, it's not it's even, a fun it's, B movie. It's not even, yeah. It's, Spielberg was just like, Oh, you're gonna give me like twenty five million dollars to direct the sequel to this, and I could do whatever I want. All right, cool. I'm gonna just make some, throw some schlock out there. Yeah, um, it's it, pure schlock. It's <laughs> almost like schlock. It's, I always say it's almost the premise of Jurassic Park. Like once you put t- take the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back in, and it's like that's the same thing of the like <laughs> once you're God you're yourself and you create these well, dinosaurs, like you can't you can't. Just take them out of the ecosystem that you put them into and vice versa. Well, I mean, as as Jeff Goldblum says in the first Jurassic Park, you were so concerned that if you could, you didn't ask if you should. <laughs> yeah, they that's like and they just announced another Jurassic World, and I'm like, was Dominion not bad enough? Yeah, I, I didn't even bother with I, that. I, I mean, no, I know I didn't either. And I can't I can't even tell you one person who I've ever met that was like, huh, pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was so funny. Really there was movie, a really good movie. I really enjoyed. There's it. a Twitter account that like uh you saw like a reel of them like hyping up Jurassic Park Dominion and being like so excited for it. Can't wait. It's gonna be the best movie ever. Fuck yeah! And then he watched it and immediately was like, "That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen." What the fuck did I just watch? So I mean, it's a franchise in general that's just gone downhill. I mean, I thought Jurassic World was okay. I recently picked up uh Jurassic Park five movies on 4K, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, uh the 4K set." This is a used copy. It's like the 4K set doesn't have Fallen Kingdom. Is that okay? I was like, oh, the worst one. I think the yeah. took the cake. I, I'll give Fallen, I'll give Fallen Kingdom. That's the third, the second Jurassic World, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie got went so like because the first half of it 
starts like so just like Jurassic Park sequel movie. It goes so insane. I almost respect it. Because like yeah. if you asked me before seeing that movie how it was going to end, I, I don't think anybody with a functional brain could have predicted like, oh, you know, weapons dealers and gangsters are going to buy dinosaurs to weaponize armies. And I'm like that. And there's going to be an auction in John Hammond's house. And I'm like, OK, you know what? Like this is it's so bad. It, it yeah. just it, it it's such utter garbage it, that I, it goes, I almost it, tip my cap to it. Yeah, it goes off the rails immediately, and you can see the seams of the this franchise already starting by the second movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's when they pushed it too far. Um, so I, I, I'm not mistaken. We, you covered this movie last week on the podcast. Uh, poor things. Yeah, I went and saw, you saw poor things. I liked it. You know the story because I had to text somebody right <laughs> after this because. <laughs> It's directed by Yorgos Lathamos. Um, yeah, he's known for putting very adult themes, graphic scenes, like in the favorite. You know, there's a lot of nudity and sex in that movie. Mm. I I knew that there was going to be some in this. Like, I didn't know to what extent it was in this. Um, let's just say that like there are extremely graphic sex scenes, like <laughs> through multiple least, yeah. times throughout this movie, like <laughs> for stretches, like a lot of nudity and a lot of graphic sex scenes. And I'm just sitting there in my seat and and then the first really graphic sex scenes happens and the woman sitting like a couple seats down from me gets up and I, and then like out of the corner of my eye, there's like a young child there and like rushing him out. I'm like, oh, like, I guess you just didn't know, like, get him yeah. out of there, like, like 10 or under, like too young for that. And then they, I guess, whoever they were with, like text him being like, OK, it's done. And then, like, they, they came back in. So there's, like, a bit <laughs> of a gap, like, when she's on the boat, like, where there's n none of that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets to France. And she goes to a brothel. And they stick through the brothel, like, all the way until, like, very... Emma Stone is very graphically, like, hung up in a room. And then, like, all of them, like, rush out of... I'm like... Like, once that one scene happens, like, like, just... Just go, like call just it. Just realize day. you made a mistake. Just call it as call a it parent. A <laughs> call it a loss. As a parent, you just need to take the L. Like you lost yeah. twenty five bucks. It happens. It happens to everybody. You yeah. could have gambled. You could have. You could have done anything. Be like, hey, I didn't know there was graphic nudity. Is there like a nine o'clock showing of Paw Patrol that that I could take my my child to? Like something. You know, like you. you I. I it, 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 like baffled my mind. That they went back in, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> At a certain point, it's like it's the parents' fault. I mean, it's crazy to me. I mean, uh, there's been a recent streak of me uh, going to like in 2023, going to horror movies and people bringing their young kids to the movie. I mean, I saw Evil Dead Rise um, back in like uh, 2030, 20, uh, last year, and in the middle of the movie, during a graphic scene of like a character getting like their eyeballs uh, stabbed out or something, I hear a young child scream out. I want to go home. <laughs> it was just so sad. I mean, like, you know, for me, I'm all for the movie, but I'm a 29-year-old man. I A five-year-old kid would be traumatized by that movie. It's like, parents, realize what you're taking your fucking kids to. <laughs> yeah, I also feel, but Tommy, if, if you were a parent, I feel like you would take your five-year-old to like- This is why I don't have kids. kids. <laughs> it, yeah, this is why you don't have kids. But 
Yeah, that's my tangent on poor things because like that just like overshadowed <laughs> the 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 whole movie for me was just that thought the entire time. Like the second I got out of the theater, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" And he's like, "Tommy's like nothing," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. This is the weird thing that happened at my screening of poor <laughs> things." And like <laughs> you saw this movie and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's like, "Yeah, how did you even let it get to this point? Like, how did you <laughs> stay in the theater after?" Mark Ruffalo and Emma Stone head out together. Like, how did you do that? Good movie. Well, it's like, it's like if if you, if you cared about like uh, that type of thing. I mean, I'm one that like doesn't care about like you know. There's a parental guidance websites you can really look up, see what's on the movie, and like go about it to see like and they describe. Yeah, there's like scenes of Emma Stone tied up completely naked in this movie, and be like, yeah, I don't need my kid to see that. Yeah, and, and like I get, you know, and part of the message was about like female empowerment and like all of that. So I probably read an article about how this was an empowering movie for for women. Yeah, the, the message is in there. Uh, the delivery, I would argue, maybe questionable, but um, I would say that um, like once the first one happens, you just you gotta just evacuate the theater entirely. Yeah. like you can't. It's just, one of those things, like. For both of us, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I I wasn't bothered by the material, but obviously we're like adults at this point. Um, shockingly so. But um yeah, don't bring your kids to go see poor things. That's what anything we could say on this podcast. That is definitely uh, that is definitely the message. Don't bring your kids to go the thing see poor things. Although a movie that is pretty family friendly. This is Rocky Two. Rocky, the story that captured the imagination of audiences around the world, continues. Rocky too. I was wondering if uh, you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. The hope. I never asked you to stop being a woman. Don't ask me to stop being a man. The joy. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> the dreams. Maybe we can do better this time. Rocky Two, rated PG, starts Friday, June 15th at theaters everywhere. Yeah, so I was actually able to find a TV spot from the 1979, which kind of shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rocky II stars Sylvester Stallone as our beloved Philadelphia hero, Rocky. Um, you know what I realized and why Rocky has just endured, especially to the city of Philadelphia in and of itself? Because Rocky, after his big success in getting advertising deals, and we see all of that, he decides to stay in Philadelphia when anybody else who gets the chance leaves Philadelphia. Gets the fuck out. <laughs> that's why Rocky is such a chance. Like, oh, you did good and you, you stayed here. We we really appreciate that about you. Um, so this movie's like... I, I, this is such a 1970s sequel and it, like uh, 1979, obviously. And like I've seen mm. Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 when a lot of the cheese really starts to seep into the franchise. Yeah. And this is very like in a true 70s like fashion, like grounded sequel of probably what would happen to Rocky throughout these court, like throughout the year from the end of the first movie. Yeah, that, that was actually kind of like a little shocking to me. I mean, um, I've seen bits and pieces of three and four, uh, not all the way through, though. And those are just pure 80s cheese at that point. I mean, Mr. T and Doppel Underground are villains. Uh, but this one, I mean, I was kind of shocked. I mean, I knew that it was going to be him rematching Carl Weathers. I knew that he won at the end of it. But I didn't ex uh, expect, like, you know, the majority of the movie to be him just essentially 
getting back to square one. I mean, that's sometimes the frustrating thing of sequels. Like when you have like a sequel to RoboCop and he's running the helmet the whole time, it's like you're losing the part of the story right there. But um, it's almost like in a way you wish there was a more successful way, but that would be the boring sequel of him just Rocky's doing great and has no drama in his entire life. You know, we needed to have a little more drama squeezed out of this. But in a way, this kind of made this movie feel a little repetitive from uh, compared to the first one. What do you mean by repetitive? Uh, in terms of like, you know, we have the same antagonist. I mean, obviously he didn't beat Carl Weathers, but, um, you know, He's fighting him again right there. And then and repetitive of the sense of like Rocky down in his luck, just figuring out life and just like uh, moping through the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> I, no, I so that's kind of where I think it's different. And I, I actually kind of disagree with your point there altogether because like his motivation in the first movie is he needs to prove himself to, to, to himself and to the world like he needs to prove that he is rocky balbo like who rocky is like that he is somebody he can be somebody like that great scene with meredith burgess in the in his apartment where you know breaks down and like that soul Mm. of the movie kind of comes out i Mm. felt like in in rocky and i think the one scene right at the beginning when they're in the hospital uh, uh after the fight and he goes, did you did you give it your all, Apollo? And he says, yes, yes, I did. Like, mm. almost satisfied Rocky enough. Um, and, you know, he decided to retire from boxing because he had the injury to the eye, could cause blindness. Um, he gets engaged to Adrian, tries the advertising route, it doesn't go, just kind of gets a job doing things. But we're watching, at the same time, the, the bills start to stack up. Mm. He buys the car, he buys the house, he's buying Adrian nice clothes, nice, nice things, a jersey for the dog, right? Like he the bills are racking up, and it wasn't that substantial amount of money that you could just keep spending and not have to work anymore. And then once the child comes along and Rocky gets let go from the 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 uh the meat plant, he he's like, this is the only thing I know how to do. This is the only thing I know how to make money. Well, it's it's kind of like the similar thing of like, you know, there's that 30 for 30 documentary about the athletes that go broke, like the NFL athletes, like within like years, like, you know, you spend and spend and spend, but you realize that that money is eventually going to run out and it's not infinite source. So it's uh, I, I do appreciate the fact that they really hammer it home that this is all Rocky can fucking do. It's like, you know, uh, the whole scene of him doing the commercial part is just so awkward and like in a way that like you're meant to felt that i'm just like this is just this guy does not understand how to act or like read from cue cards or i mean or read in general to be honest yeah he, he's struggling yeah. <laughs> with reading like and you know carrying that over from from rocky it, itself like it, it it's true with the character because it, it's very funny when he's not thinking and he's just around adrian and and paulie and just like people he knows and he's feeling good like you know he's just hey you know and then he's just free-flowing like dialogue is just flinging around like like yeah there's so much charisma there but then once you force him to have to like read off a script he's like uh he can barely read the cue cards and like it's just not gonna work for an for an advertisement so like i felt like his motivation to just get back into fighting is he just found out he kind of sucks at everything else 
<laughs> yeah, it's like he wanted to get an office job. Like he wanted to be a respectable, like you know, quote unquote, like straight businessman for his son, Rocky Jr. Like that was the big thing for him. Um, and then the conflict comes from Adrian not at first wanting him to fight, like not. Hmm not giving him the blessing and it just and he's just not inspired where on the other side it was like the relationship was blossoming and like for them it was like we can get out of our situation mm. and really change our lives with like a big fight here and like i can do this and just that belief in itself and then he has to refine that belief and it's just through the strength of the relationship between rocky and adrian which i think is the central core of this movie is because most of the movie the the first hour of it is just rocky and adrian just like kind of hanging out for an hour like that's the movie Mm. that's why i kind of disagree where you're saying it's like it was like repetitive it was like i didn't think it was really that repetitive because rocky didn't have that issue of believing within himself it was like it, it was it was well, I, I I think that he did have a little bit of issue of believing in himself. I mean, he uh, himself was even I don't think it was just because of um, his wife, you know, um, Adrian. I think that he had some self-doubt that he could do it again. Like he was worried about like, you know, doing anything. He pretty much like the only reason that he returned to fight was essentially just the last resort where it's just like, I guess I can do this. But even then, he wasn't even sure he had to pretty much get coaxed out of retirement by Carl Weathers telling him on television and be like, hey, you're a bitch. Come on, fight me again. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, a, um, a, a, a but, little bit, but I just I didn't feel like it was repetitive in the way that you're saying it was, and it just it ultimately felt like a pretty realistic interpretation of probably what would have happened to Rocky, and then you just need something interesting to happen for like a movie to take place, and that interesting thing is Carl Weathers being like, no, all I'm getting a lot of hate mail saying that that like rocky won rocky won no i need to prove that i won that fight like i got the decision but i didn't win the fight like there's that great scene with carl weathers and his people and and like having that discussion um about it and it's so funny the difference of the approach where apollo is such a, a showman and such like he knows he's a brand he knows it's a business like he understands like selling the fight and Rocky's just so sort of like, oh, number one, I got to pay the bills, you know, keep the lights on. Like that's, you know, he's that and, performance actor. I mean, like uh, Creed is a hundred percent putting on an act just like selling. I, I was almost expecting after that scene to have uh, like Carl Weathers talk backstage to him. Like, Hey man, like, you know, you're going to do good, but you know, this is mostly a show or something like that. You know? No, that, it, the, with fighters, it doesn't go like that. It's kind of like, yeah, implied at a higher level that it's all show but um you know you you need the hatred of the other person to to as like a motivation you know you need to you need you're gonna punch this guy's face in you need to hate that person yeah you need to convince Um, yourself mentally yeah you gotta get in that sound right there i mean i think that um one thing i did notice uh throughout this movie was um at first, I was a little shocked that the fight only started. Uh, I, I timed it, uh, paused it right when the first punch was thrown. It was at 17 minutes within this movie. And at first, I was like, that seems a little shorter compared to the first Rocky. And like, I don't know. And then I realized uh, I went back right when I finished this movie to Rocky 1. I fast forwarded to just the fight scene. And that was at 12 minutes. So we were joking earlier. Yeah, the budget for five more fight scenes. And yet, um, 
it felt dynamic and you don't really even in, in both movies to be honest and especially this one you don't feel that the length is short even though that's not a great amount of time you expect almost in the rocky movie for the fights to be like half of the movie or something you know um but overall i think the fights in this i mean i like the direction i know you were saying earlier that you thought it was weird but i didn't get a very weird sense out of it it, it felt a little more visually distinctive than the first one which is more of like here's a sport fight yeah well we were talking about that before we started rolling here i didn't say it was a bad thing i just thought it was like a little bit more strange and just like and like the camera straining like definitely added style i just don't know if it like resonated with me there so much um but i think the like the other part of it was like i think even at the start of the fight like kind of going back to what we were saying like i don't even know if rocky was fully like motivated for the fight until he got knocked down the first time and then yeah. that first bell rang and he was like oh it's on it's on it's on and you kind of see mm-hmm. that little bit of like a tiger mentality and that survivor uh mentality spoiler for rocky three um i had the tiger survivor uh yeah <laughs> i know that's rocky three right there but yeah um i mean I, I just love the fact that um you know i think sylvester stallone taking over the direction and directing reigns of this movie gave it a little more of a distinctive flair i mean i think the first rocky is obviously a classic i think it's a better movie but i think in terms of just fight combat um we're getting more cinematic angles right here a little bit more whereas this one, uh, the first one from what I remember, felt more realistic, which is its own style and its own self. But I think that this gave it a distinctive flair where this could have easily just been a retread of a fight scene, you know? Yeah, I, I could definitely, like, see that. And, it, 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 you know, in and of itself, it, it's it's a little bit of, like, a, a retrend. Like, it, it is a sequel. For me, it just doesn't bother me because it just felt so logical, like, of, like, what ended up happening uh down that that path um well it's crazy how they they get the formula down for rocky just immediately um you know i, I mean there's now a distinctive formula uh the sequel set up i mean pretty much we need the training montage to let it fly now or either tiger later on and you need um just the distinctive fight right there but the montage I was fucking just pumped up the second that kicked in. Once the Rocky music thing kicked in, and him uh, running with all the kids throughout Philadelphia. Apparently, like the local Philadelphians did like a track that it was from South Philly into like the steps up there. It's like about thirty miles or something like that, a little bit over a marathon, <laughs> which is insane. But still, you just, you just don't you just buy it. You're just like fuck yeah, let's go. Everyone's cheering on Rock. Rock's well, a celebrity I- this time. It's very, I like that uh, they had two back-to-back trainings montage sequences, like like of him <laughs> like doing all the boxing workouts, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then and then you get the dun dun da 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 with a little more funk in it, you know, a little late '70s disco twist mixed in there. And then it's just like him like running around and like all the neighborhood kids just being like, yeah, rocking like, and then they're what? running it... up the the steps. And it does the moment does not hit as much as the triumphant moment it does in in rocky which is like like the most iconic scene in the yeah in the original move in in the whole franchise if we're well ag- again as a sequel it just shows in a way of a character development it's like hey remember the scene from the first movie that here's how it's a little bit different instead of rocky uh from i remember in the first one he was you know by himself throughout the whole entire train montage and this one everyone's welcome him. everyone's like Let's go, Rock. Come on, let's go. It just shows how the much he's changed and how much popularity he's grown just since one fight. 
Yeah, it's, it's a cool way of, of, of showing that as well. Um, so I guess part of the reason we picked Rocky II was for Carl Weathers um, as Apollo Creed. Um, how did you feel like his role was here? Because I... Th I think that he was more distinctive in this movie kind of than he was that came off of the first. I think that he was given a little bit more to chew off of in some ways. I think that especially I love just in the beginning of the movie of him, just like him and Rocky are both just like beaten to pulp. And he's telling Rocky, you should be proud, man. You know, no one's lasted that long with me, but you did. Come on, man. You, you're you great. And just him right there, giving him a little character moments. And just you're seeing the motivation from more and more and more that he's like, kind of has a little respect for Rocky, but at the same time, just like, come on, I I, I just had a shitty night. Like, I could beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, Rocky goes in and be like, did you give it my all? And it was like, by round 15, Apollo Creed gave it his all. Round mm -hmm. one, he was not giving it his all. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. like, the whole point of it was like, well, let's find like a guy we can, you know, let's put a freebie on the books for me, quote unquote, and just like, big championship with a local hero guy local fighter like making a big triumphant stage like that was the whole motivation for the the original rocky and that was the nice twist because from that side it was just like apollo as like straight businessman entertainer and the moment mm -hmm. of being like yeah man you'll do good like you might go down in two but that's fine like that feels more like it would have been in the original rocky where in this movie um it was um it, you know like you felt the hurt like how defeated he was like it was very and like how he responded to being defeated for the first time like even though he won on paper like he knew he lost that fight like he knew he did not emerge victorious in yeah the everyone's of the talking, public opinion everyone's talking more about how rocky made it through and everything that than they are about the fact that yeah in the end the judges gave it to uh create um create because throughout the movie, yeah, the whole thing was just like, oh, I thought the judges they like, you know, were wrong right there. Like, you know, Rocky might have lost the numbers, but here you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just really showed like his ego was just bruised right there, and he just couldn't take it. And like, you know, towards the middle of the uh, movie, when like they had that press conference, there is a little bit of a line of like, is he just like put on an actor? Is he actually just that pissed off? <laughs> well, I think at this time it's like he does. I don't think he can just tell the difference. Mm. Like your ego as like a performer, because in a sense, like boxers, you know, I, and fighters like Conor McGregor is like a billionaire because of this is because like it's that line of performance and like that realism and letting that ego swell up so big. Like once that they kind of morph together and once that's bruised, you can't like you can't separate the two. Um so it was definitely like more of a prideful thing for for him. But, you know, it was nice seeing like his wife and kids, like seeing like just a little like brief little window into into that side of um, Apollo's life and seeing, you know, him reading the letters out. And it's like, can you just let it go? Like, why don't you spend time with your kids? man? It's like, no, no. So it's like they definitely fleshed him out in general, just a ton more. I mean, like that whole scene is just showing up just like. This man can't let it go, and he will not rest until he knows for sure I can take him out, which I'm excited to see Rocky Three. I know that Mr. T is the villain, but I'm excited to see how that dynamic plays out even more. I mean, I'm sure that he gives him respect. I know that Rocky Three ends with the two of them fighting, and then cuts the credits, but it just shows like throughout that like 
you know, the budging respect that Kree's eventually going to give him. Yeah. And I think with, um, with, uh, you know, and just going back to the point of the ego thing, like Rocky goes the distance, but Rocky outside of one round throughout the entire fight, like getting his ass kicked, like, like, like yeah, the yeah. fight uh, was a little more even. And there was a big thing, you know, they made a big point of him being like, uh, you need to fight right-handed. Like Rocky's a, a, a left-handed fighter. Um, so they make a, that, a, that's like a very big emphasis point. And a part of that actually during the filming of it was that, Stallone experienced almost a complete tear on his right pec uh, while trying to bench press. Um, yeah. So, like, he couldn't fight with his left hand. Like, he couldn't be a proper southpaw. So, like, they had to kind of adjust during filming on it. Um. So, and when you get to the end of round 14, all of his camp is saying, you've won this fight. It's And it's not even close. Just stay away from him. And he could he couldn't stay away from him. And like that's ultimately what lets Rocky be emerge victorious is that like no matter what happens to that guy he will get up. You can push him down a hundred times he's going to get up a hundred and one. Like that's well exactly. There's like an IMDb trivia thing that said that like you know at the end of the day Creed didn't uh, Rocky didn't win the fight as much as Creed lost the fight because he let the ego get the better of himself. He was just like. Fuck this. I'm knocking him out. I got this. He's like just got a little cocky right there, whereas he could have just stayed away. And there was no chance that Rocky was gonna win that fight if Creed didn't get knocked out. That was the only way. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's instead of just playing defense and just like playing chill, he had to be aggressive and Rocky showed him up. <laughs> Rocky did show him up. I am a star. I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. I am a big, bright, shining star. All right. So, Tommy, who is the star of Rocky II? Uh, you know, honorable mention to to um, to Carl Weathers, obviously, lost a legend. Um, I, it's Sylvester Stallone. There's, yeah, it's, it's his movie. No, Nobody plays a dumb guy better than Sylvester Stallone like he just plays a dumb guy so well it's it's remark yeah. it's a true f- feat because I don't think I think Sylvester Stallone's actually a very intelligent man like the mm. way he's able to just encapsulate like pure golden retriever dumb guy energy is just truly remarkable and I, I trip my cap tip my cap to this I, I would say like the one thing like uh, I felt like in this one like Polly Burt Young's character, like he basically not in the movie. Like they just had to kind of like force him into little scenes here or there because like they had nothing for Polly to do. Uh, yeah, he movie. he's pretty much just like in the corner of like a fight. I mean, the only memorable part of him during a press conference of him just like you know talking shit and stuff like that. But I mean, Polly might as well not exist in this. I I, I just, I'm sure three and four probably give him a little more to chew off of. <laughs> But and and then you know I wanted to touch on Talia Shire because I love I thought I felt like she was much Adrian was a little more fleshed out and a little more comfortable and like part of her character and like they even discusses that she's very shy she's just very reserved person and part of what she loves about Rocky is he's so comfortable just kind of talking to her and talking to her and making her feel loved in that way like the the relationship kind of balances each other out in that way. I just felt like she was great in this. And then when she gives birth early and, you know, wakes up and they have that very emotional moment, 
where she gives him his blessing like i felt like was was a very nice powerful scene um but i really liked talia shire's performance in this as well yeah I, I think that she i think that and, she was good good in this movie but i think that i mean it, it is weird i mean there's a production reason why for this but it's weird that she's not in the final fight in person that she's watching on tv apparently it's because talia shire had a film similar movie at the time but just like way <laughs> it just feels very disconnected for everything yeah. just like, yeah. well they, they they wrote it in fairly naturally like she was in a coma after giving birth so it was like uh don't go into like a high stress situation in public like be at home um and and burgess meredith also like i'm just kind of using this segment now because we all know who the star of rocky movies are it's it's sylvester stallone um, yeah to touch on all the performances we just kind of brushed over uh i love burgess meredith i love that chapel scene um you know in the hospital where he understands that rocky's motivations have changed and it's it's become about the family and 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 how important and imperative like that is to him and just like that monologue he gives in the chapel is so is very powerful one of probably I, the best monologue in the movie in my opinion oh e easily i mean like him just even like watching the press com or the tv press conference of carl Weathers calling him out he's like rocky I love that they brought back Joe Spinelli in this movie, even though he had pretty much nothing to do other than be like, come on, Rocky, you can be alone. You can be a rough it up again. Come on, you can do something. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm not doing that. That's all they had from him. I mean, it's not shocking he's not in Rocky 3. <laughs> also, point, just... I, I love that there was just a little uh, uh, montage of him working in the, the the meat factory. Like, I just loved yeah. it. There was just like a little montage of him working like a day-to-day -day life. Yeah. The, the Rocky movies are starting to really love those montage sequences. Yeah, you can see where it gets better and better. Oh, you, haven't, you haven't seen the other two, so you don't really. I've seen parts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ah, are you ready, comedy partner? Waka waka. Tommy, I just don't want people questioning the integrity of this podcast. If they're like, well, if they say they haven't seen him, but then Tommy's like, oh, yeah, the, the, the montages <laughs> get crazier and crazier. And it's like, well, how would you know that you haven't seen the other two? <laughs> Uh, Tommy, would Rocky II work as a Muppet adaptation? I think the first movie, this is their 98th movie Yeah, we've covered. Mm. This is the first time we've had a Muppet reference. Like, a straight up, like, the word Muppet, Ernie, Big Bird, and Kermit. Like, thrown into the script, referencing the Muppets. I am sure if we go back, there's probably I, uh, nope. I was going. I I I went through. Have, <laughs> you did I, the I homework. My, no, because I have on my soundboard. I have all of the movies that, like, all the TV trailers that we have, and I was okay. able to go through like after everything since um, Spider-Man: No Way Home, which I think was our our third movie, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the third or fourth movie. Everything from there. One, I think the only movies that we both were in agreement that we didn't really like were Bad Santa and The Perks of Being a Wallflower. The other two that one of us probably at least liked it a little bit. Um, yeah. We covered a lot of good movies. I don't, you know, it's more interesting than just being like, Gen generally didn't like this movie. I want to spread more positivity. There's a lot of hatred out there. Why? why? Yeah, yeah, we're we're not we're not venomous. I mean, there'll be a movie eventually we'll cover that will be like fuck that one star F one go fuck this movie. You don't give movies one star reviews, Tommy B. Be real uh, with yourself. Only wants to do. 
And anyway, um, <laughs> not fun for the troll bait. <laughs> no, I, I know you too well. Come on. And um, <clears throat> so, would this work as a Muppet adaptation? Um, I'm trying to remember what we said last year. Uh, one, but I mean, I think the fact that Sylvester Stallone himself has been with the Muppets means yes. And you keep Sylvester Stallone, I mean, he could just work perfectly. And uh, he covers, I always forget his fucking name, the huge Muppet. Um, whatever his name is, Sweetums, I think his name is. No, I think you just keep you keep Sylvester Stallone, and in the spirit of this episode honoring Carl Weathers, you keep Apollo Creed. We're gonna have two humans in this one, and then the rest yep. of the cast is just your assortment of Muppets. Like Paulie already works as a Muppet; he's probably like halfway there. <laughs> yeah, he he's Fozzie. He's a clear. He's a he's as clear. There's never been a clearer Fozzie bear in my life than, <laughs> than Paulie. Um, you have Kermit being um, being Mickey. Um, I guess Piggy as as Adrian, right? Like you can go down the list. You could you could fill this cast out easily. Though I think Waldorf as as uh, Mickey would be the ideal casting. Just like yeah. just verbally abusing Rocky. <laughs> oh, you can't box! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, and then just uh, I I think that's that's the correct casting there. All right, Tommy, review time. Give me your score out of five. Uh, this is a fun watch. The climax, especially, I like the visually distinctive style. Um, I think that there's some parts where it kind of repeated a little the same beats of the first Rocky for me, personally. But uh, overall, good movie. I'm gonna go three point five out of five. Yeah, I'm actually right in the same boat with you. Three point five out of five. Like, I I like that it does something different mm. while also being a sequel and kind of just delivering the same thing at the end. Um it's a good movie it, it it almost in vain of our jurassic park conversation that we had earlier it's like you're not you can't capture that magic ever again that you had in rocky one it's just it's just impossible to to do um mm-hmm. but i think this the rocky sequels you know up to four have did a really great job of of like of keeping that alive and i haven't seen two in years and i, I really enjoyed this watch so for me, three point five out of five. Definitely give it a definitely give it a watch. Yeah. All right, Tommy. So any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Uh, well, once again, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Uh, great career. Really bummer loss. Got to rewatch Predator soon. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on social media at Scenic Pod. That's on um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and very occasionally Threads. And uh, you can also uh, leave us a five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. really helps out the show, helps us grow out. We have a great month coming up. Uh, next week, we're going to be covering Reality Bites for its 30th anniversary, which is insane. And, you know, we're going to be covering Tombstone, Scarface coming up. Tell me great movies. Tombstone episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> so get ready for that. Get your boys ready. This It's going to be a ditty. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week.